Today on Parent Time, we give you part two of our in-depth look at the creative work of Sam Moran on Benny Asking People Questions. A lot of your songs are really thematic. They're like really, like they almost feel like the end of an hour and a half show, you <laughs> yeah, know, right. like there's these massive things that you're kind of going, yeah, and then you go, oh, that's track six. There's like yeah. another, there's <laughs> another 15 to go. I know, and like, I do, it's... I sometimes have a bit of a problem when I'm, putting all the songs together in the album that it feels like they're, yeah, it's <laughs> they're, they're all like closes. Um, yeah closes um, and I, I will confess I've um, I've had a few a couple of the the ballads that are yeah. on the albums uh, I've had resistance about doing them um, oh it has because it, for that um, for that up reason that uh, okay sure need, oh resistance uh, from other yes. people suggesting yeah okay saying what songs they need they need which sure. is fine but I always I just want at least you one need, one moment every album where it's uh, yeah you know let's, let's that's not sounds that's kids you let's need, all sit down you need to drop it down yeah exactly. absolutely what kind of influences have you got musically because there's a couple of your songs. Again, I count with me, Sandcastles, mm-hmm. Don't Wake Up the Lion, The Beat of the Drum. And, you know, I kind of I feel like I've known them my whole life. <laughs> it's really strange. It's yeah. like not a, not they don't feel like they're taken from something else, but yeah. they're so instantly familiar and, and almost um I think that's just a genre being having been exposed to those sure. genres yourself. Like um, and me really looking at the palette of songs I have and going well, what am I missing? What yep. sort of what genre am I missing sure. that I haven't done? So I think that it's your your familiarity with those genres. I think. Yeah, and sure. Because when I know I'm going down a certain genre path, I'll start getting references for those genres myself. I'll listen to other like really yeah, good examples of yep. those genres and just you know um, cherry pick. Yeah, sure. What really makes um, that genre stand out? Is that? Yeah, sure. And so. Use those in as influences for making the song. Yeah, but uh, but sometimes the song is written before we've even chosen the genre too. Like uh, like Cuckoo, I played the the first version of uh, first demo of Cuckoo, and it's very straight. And Mm. then when I was recording, uh, when we were recording the album, it felt like it. I'd, I'd done a few songs in a row that were all quite straight. Sure, we got to recording Cuckoo, and I went, no, it needs to be something else. And I just started in my head. Thinking about it, and it became a slightly reggae in sure. my head. And I went, "Oh, we don't have anything on the album that's that sort of feel." Okay. So, in the recording studio, Cuckoo became that reggae okay. feel. And did that that then kind of give you a bit more play with how the vocal delivery as well? Yeah. It just made you be a lot more fun with it, or it just, and that's what it was. It was the fun, the uh, fun element because it's it's ultimately a ridiculously silly song. Yeah, completely. Um, which is great. Which. The music then helped that silliness. Yeah, sure. Uh, if it was a very straight musically yep. song, it's not a straight song. It's yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't work. So it has to musically suit it as well. And, so the, the uh, edu- that helped that feel. Yeah, the education of that song needs to be vastly masked behind the lunacy that exactly. is in the presenting of that song. And that's why it works. Yeah. With, with that, I mean, you just touched on something there with uh, – you know, I saw you live. I took my daughter because I thought a grown man on his own at a Samurai concert <laughs> probably wasn't that cool. There was, I looked around for a press room and there wasn't one, so I, so I, so I better take her with me. Um, but there's a real sense with your stuff and then watching the shows as well. With children's music, again, there's, there's obviously a tendency to kind of go, hey, children, come and 
do yeah. moves and do actions and be like this and who can do this and who can do that. And and it's great, it's wonderful because children are that, so they, they want to be involved. Yeah. But there's an element to you that kind of really goes against a bit of all of that where you're, you obviously have those elements, but you really, um, there's a part of you that's also just a bit like, you know what, just chill and I'm just going to entertain you with my yeah. nonsense a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's... If you're asking a child to be engaged at all times, like they'll you'll lose them and yeah, they'll sure. come back and sing. And especially in a live sense, it's a bit of a I know I'm going to have them for a, yeah, little, sure. for a few songs, yeah. and then they need to be kind of just let on their own for a yeah. little bit, yeah. because I know that next song is going to be really hey I want you to do this, yeah, so, you sure, know, can okay. you do this with me? And so they need a bit of a rest, not a rest, but they I need understand, to yeah, quite, uh, mental be, exhaustion, exactly. Sort of, yeah. And sometimes during the show that uh, I'll feel like the like you see the audience is different too, and I might just skip a song and go straight okay. to because they I know they're they're, they're, at that, they're ready for they're it they're ready for it sure but um, yes part of it is just being out and out silly yeah sure and making them laugh yeah which or, you do which I mean with all with all with all due respect yeah. <laughs> you yes. are very good at being well that's so. the other thing too is uh, <laughs> I, I try to even in most songs even and probably even more so the the ballads. There needs to be an element of silliness in there. Yep. Because, especially in the ballads, because they seem altogether too serious. Yeah, sure. That yeah, sure. Then they need to be really, there needs to be yep. a, a, a proportionate balance of yep. silliness. I hear the rain falling down the window pane. There's a bike that I ride. It's wet outside. There's no one in the park. It's too wet and too dark No outside to play Not today but Like, I Can Do Anything, which, um, that was one of the hardest songs I had to write. Yeah, okay. Because it felt preachy to me. And I oh, tried, really? Yeah, and okay. I try not sure. to be preachy at all, yep. ever. Uh, but that was part of the brief, because it was for the, uh, the special special, which was about, um, you know, essentially saying I could, uh, mm. part of the brief was I can do anything yeah. so it felt a little preachy to me writing that sure because it um, but I, obviously I wrote <coughs> those words I can do anything so that the child's singing it they're, they're thinking it themselves yep. Yep. not telling them you can do anything yeah sure it's actually me saying I can do anything and then when they sing along they're saying it to themselves and you're not you know in three and a half minutes you're not you're not going to you know, a child's, you're not going to, you know, it's a bit like telling a child not to litter, you know, like it's exactly. kind of, it's, you've got to show them by example. It's, right. You can't tell them in three and a half minutes. And that's why we now recycle. All right, go <laughs> yes. and do it. I <laughs> know, oh, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, so I found it a hard song to write from that point of view. Um, but it became a very big Peter Allen number. Yeah. Um, Peter Allen style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, if you see, the, so because the the song is not, uh, so as the song goes along, there's a point where I talk about singing and learning to sing yep. and practicing that, and then there just needs to be the silly opera moments yeah, sure. of singing high and low, and the video is even more ridiculous if you see it on Nickelodeon. Uh, I think I've yeah, seen me it. Me pretending to be at the piano yes, with the yes. mirror ball spinning yes. and just panning it up. <laughs> Because it's it's quite a serious sounding song, so you, they need to bring those elements in to yeah. balance it out. Yeah. Well, that, that sort of brings up another thing as well, which I want to talk about, which not a lot of people do anymore, is you, particularly I think it's the middle album, um, the intro. Yes. 
I mean, the new intro, every single song on that, yeah. that album, you know, and that's something that's not quite used as much. I mean, is that, is, is that important to you from the perspective of, like, you know, just prepping the child, look, this is kind of what we're now moving into, otherwise you've just got a string of songs that are all well, that's, different. Well, and, and that, that, came, that comes from, like you were saying, that quite, quite a lot of them are very, um, you know, enders or closes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes it just doesn't feel right to, like, to listen, listen through an album and they're all feel like that sure. so you need to kind of you know just take a moment yep. back and go okay yeah. and then you make it whether it's a little story that sets up the song or whether it's just it's um, a nice gesture it's a really beautiful gesture to children that I don't think is used much yeah. as much as it possibly could be in, in children's music do you like my new instrument it's a kazoo it's a funny name and a funny sound can you kazoo too <laughs> So for me, it's more—it's about keeping the flow of the album, and and it is me able to talk directly to the child, yeah, and um, have those little moments where I challenge, like especially something like dance the beat or something. I talk about what the challenge is. In yeah. that I'm challenging them to take to do these things in the next song. So the, while the song is the challenge in itself, if they're prepped for the challenge before they yeah, before sure. you start challenging them. Then, They've, if you run them through what the challenges are going to be, yep. it just helps with it um, yep. sometimes as well. It's kind of funny. You sneak that into – like the, I was looking at um, the you – know, you've got all those intros and then I kind of quickly revisited the other ones and I looked at Play Along With Sam and then mm. sort of went, well, it's not as much there – but then what you do have is you have these days of the week yes. thing, you know, and which it's and, it up, yeah. Yeah, and it sort of breaks up. But, it, again, it kind of provides an album through line, which you're saying if you've got all these thematic tunes that are just kind of encouraging these, like, over, you know, re- hyper responses, it kind of just, yeah, just I guess it reboots, resets. Yeah. Is there anything you wouldn't sing about? Is there, like, topics that you just go, you know what, that's just not me, you know, that's too teachy, that's not? Uh, no, there's... I don't think so. I haven't come across anything really. Um, really, if it's part of a child's world, it's it's yes. it's. I mean, that's that's what that's what's uh, one of the things that's interesting about writing to children for me is that you, you've got endless number of things to write about. I mean, an adult wouldn't an adult wouldn't write a song about them um, for an adult anyway <clears throat> about you know combing their hair. No, like a three and a half minute song about yeah, combing sure, your sure, hair. True. <laughs> but, Some would, but, you know, but I, don't, I don't know how well they'd go. But you know what I mean? Whereas, I mean, that's the smallest little mundane yeah. moment for an adult, but you can make an entire, there's yeah. an entire thing, and there's any number of those things that are in a child's life, that because everything's exciting and everything's interesting. So you, because your, daughter, your daughter's like six or seven. She's now. six. Now, she's yeah. six. So she's, she's sort of effectively moved out of yeah. that, which now leaves you walking the barren wasteland of, of <laughs> lack of inspiration around you. Yeah. So, I mean, do you find yourself, I mean, do you just randomly turn up to child considering and go, hi, can I just <laughs> Fortunately, no, I've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of her friends have got younger siblings and I'm still yeah. around a lot. But um, but I was all, I've also been doing this long, t- yeah, long sure. before I even had a child. So any uh, when I had the child, it just reinforced yeah, sure, what you'd been doing. What I'd already been doing. And when I was going... Yes, now I, I now I even I get why that that bit works, or I get why that okay, uh, sure. why she's responding to that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny now she's at an age where I think she's been conditioned along the way to herself to understand these things because I test everything on her, and she gives me suggestions now. Yeah, right, great. You know what? I think you should do this, Daddy. And so a couple of times I've taken them up, and then she's she's very proud that she yeah, reminds yes, me yeah, every time that, that song's on. 
I told you. Yeah, yeah, as long as you keep the good relationship, because it'll be some point in 30 years when she turns around and goes, you owe me yeah. 10% for that song. Yeah. So I was going to ask, who is your soundboard? Is it is it your partner? Is it your child? Who's the person? Like, do you have someone in your life that you go? It's still my daughter. I still play her everything. Um, because, and because um, musically, what I, what I do is I, uh, it is music that the parents can enjoy too, rather than just being, just being children. Sure. Yes, thematically, it's all, it's all for the children and it's, uh, there is predominantly for them. But I am indulging myself, you know, in stylistically, mm. artistically. So the music generally, uh, well, this is the feedback I get from parents, is they don't, they enjoy listening to it themselves as well. And quite a, I've had a few parents say that they've um, dropped their kids at daycare or whatever yeah, and, and half an hour later they realise they're still listening yeah. to the music. I was, I was in... I. Obviously, as I told you before, my newborn is only 10 days old and I found myself at 3 o'clock in the morning the other day shaking him to sleep. Well, not shaking, sorry. (laughs) Terrible term. (laughs) Gently rubbing his back to sleep. Um, My wife was sitting on the couch trying to stay awake while I was trying to explain to her why um, Sandcastles was such a great song. (laughs) And she did just kind of go, can we just not? And I went, yes, can absolutely not talk about it. Grab a bucket and grab a spade when you're starting out. See the one that I made, don't worry, I'll show you how. Feel it up and pat it down. Turn it over upon the ground and see what we found. About appealing to the parents, I think that's not the right no, way to go about it. But it's if not you, the purpose. But if you can, if that's a byproduct of it, totally. then, then that's a very yeah. uh, successful byproduct. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you don't want it, obviously you don't want to alienate the the, the adults. It's, I mean, Cuckoo is a bit alienating to our parents. <laughs> I, as yes, the, when I wrote that, I I instantly said uh, I was writing with Gary, and we <laughs> I instantly said that. Every child is going to absolutely <laughs> love this song. Every, every parent, parent is going to hate it. Yeah, which is pretty, um, pretty good call, I imagine. Yeah, I knew, I knew it straight away, which I knew it was instantly a hit because of that reason. 12 o'clock, the bird goes. <gasps> every hour of the day. <gasps> With the, the show. Yeah. It's written by Sean Walsh, those two. Yeah. Do you not want to get involved in that? Do you feel like you want to get involved oh, in that? Oh, I do. I do. I'm constantly working with them on yeah, those sure. little, um, things. But there's, you know, when we film, we film over, uh, well, depending on the season, we probably film over uh, two weeks for months' worth of content. Months yeah, right, and months, okay. and months yeah, worth yeah, of content. Yeah. So we shoot it all at once. And so we, we generally get the go-ahead that we're doing it a couple of months in advance. So I'm doing all the music, trying to get all that done. Sure. And there, uh, and we have like 80 little segments to, to yeah. write. So they'll start writing that. Then when we, then we get back together, which I share the music where I'm up to on, yep. on those, they share where they're up to on the scripts. We read through everything. And I, uh, quite often say, 
uh, there'll be there'll be things in the scripts where they're uh, trying, you know, uh, they're mixing concepts and things, and sure. I just strip it all back and write and re- we rewrite yep. it, and um, and I say I wouldn't say it like that, and we just re and we so we rewrite everything. Yep. Um, yeah, right. So he's got the, he's credited, but obviously <clears throat> it's a really oh, it's a collaborative thing for sure. Yeah, um, that's a pretty busy couple of months. Yeah, does that take its toll? I mean, is <laughs> it, it does. Because you never know what's coming up. So this is why I'm writing now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because course, I'm trying to waiting. prepare with um, <laughs> I'm trying to prepare ahead of time. Yeah, sure. Uh, because it does sometimes become a bit of a. So what are you just writing instrumentals at the moment, waiting for someone <laughs> to go? Oh no, it's about trees. Well, I know this it won't be tree. as thematic as the specials. I don't think so. Uh, well, I don't think. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm just writing what I'm. Um, what are you hoping to God it's going to be about? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I've got I already got half an album because we we filmed some um, some episodes at the end of last year. Yep. So half that album's already done, and I've already got about four songs written. And I need probably another more, another four. More. Do you record in one big hit? I mean, do you go okay? My twenty songs are ready. Go up to the mountains and just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Generally. And so, and are they pretty well plotted out here in your studio before you take, like by the time it gets up there, are you like, to the bass player, here's your bass part, here's the piano part, no, here's, all, or is it still? It's not that, that thought out, it's not, well, it's not that planned out. Yeah. Um, and really it depends on the song. Generally speaking, I've got everything written. I've, I have gone into the studio and actually don't have any words for the song. I've got a song. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I haven't written the words yet. Or I've written the chorus. I just haven't written sure, any verses yet. Sure, sure. Um, good, good pressure. That's good. So occasionally that'll happen. But I'm generally, I've got the structure. I've got exactly yeah, sure. uh, what key it's in. I've got all yeah. that before we go in. We just plot it out. So you obviously know these people quite well. Yeah, we've, we've, got, we've got a, well a routine now that we yeah. go through, which works. Yeah. We, know, we know it works and it's, um, it's efficient. I'm a one-man band. Rackers in my hands I'm a one-man band Playing all I can I'm a one-man band I'm a one-man band I'm a one-man band For me, writing is a, is a process I have to sit down and actually do it. Not, I'm not a uh, songwriter who, um, you know, has to, you know, some, some people talk about they have to write and get things see, down yeah, and sure. get it out. It's their yeah. way of... For me, it, it is a process. I know I need I need songs for certain things. Yep. I'll sit down and I'll let, turn turn yeah, sure. the songwriting mode on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> girl, that's that's a gift in itself. Well, yeah, really. a little bit. Uh, sometimes it comes easier than other times, yeah, but sure. um, but yeah, it's a process for me. Uh, like I like we were saying with the recording of we uh, the process now with the recording with the guys I write with uh, or the guys I write with the guys I record with. We've got this working flow mm. of, of knowing, going in, this is what we deliver, that's how we do it. And yep. we, it um, it's a process that's very efficient and works well. Yeah, sure. That's what why we're able to do an album a year. Yeah. Um, of, like you said, 20 songs or something. Yeah, sure. So. Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. One big bowl of my spaghetti. Spaghetti, spaghetti. I can't get enough. I was watching Sam's Beach Party and it kind of reminded me a bit, and in a, again, a very good way of um, Monica Trappiger's Seaside Adventure. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've seen that. I, oh, I think I may have seen it a bit a long time ago. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, it's 
the, the thing that kind of struck me about it is it's that kind of location setting as well and doing that kind of um, uh, a lo-fi is not the word I'm after because it, yeah. it's obviously shot very well and everything, but it's but it's literally just done there on the beach. Yeah, and it kind of I was quite surprised how much it struck me because it's again it's something that seems to be missing a bit, but it's something kids really love. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's that. Kids are fascinated by things that are actually real to them. There's no point talking yeah. about space because it's just too abstract. But, you know, they can love the beach because they've been to the beach, you right. know? Yeah, and I agree with you. And it's it's a tricky thing with um, with children's TV, um, this part, because um, really young children actually, when I, even with my own daughter, was, um, surprised me at this point when she couldn't tell the difference between... Um, an animated show and a non-animated show they were just her shows she didn't sure she couldn't yep. uh, distinguish between yep. which was which uh, and I found that interesting I didn't yeah. realise that it would be that they wouldn't be able to sit and tell the difference but at a certain point then it um, yeah they, there is something that they notice different about it whether they can pinpoint that it's not real or not yeah but I and I've had this discussion with Justine Clark too that we we, um, I think she was saying to me that you know, there's something children really respond to real real things, and you know, so we need to be doing more live live people things. Yeah, and I did turn around and say, well, of course we would say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that benefits us. Yeah, that's but... so true. Yeah, hours and hours a week <laughs> exactly. live to yeah, but, but there is an element of that. I think um, you're right, um, and it's interesting. And I've had this discussion with T children's TV people too because mm-hmm. there, there is the tendency to animate everything absolutely um, and that comes from business decisions in a large part mm. um, that they can dub it and they can um, yeah sure it's transferable to other countries transferring yeah. global so there is business decisions that have come in well not always but yeah, I understand um, that dictate those things um, I having obviously with the Wiggles, we were dubbed in lots of different countries, sure. and we still um, they tried to do a local South American version of the Wiggles with South Australian sure. South American uh, Latin speakers, and um, they actually liked um, the locals liked the dubbed version of us better than the, <laughs> really? the native speakers. Sure. Um, so the I think some of these companies are you know. Worried about the the dubbing thing as part um, and to, yeah, so I steer away from live action for fear of that. Mm. But uh, in my experience, it, it doesn't really seem to have been an obstacle. And I think it also goes back to the thing you were saying before about adults see interest in different things. And you know, if you're an adult, and you see. Uh, I mean, if you watch Mister Maker or something, yeah. and then you know, next to that, you watch. Um, uh, I don't know, Octonauts. Yeah, the first thing off the top of my head. There's an immediacy of, oh, yeah, wow, underwater uh, machines, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Or the other side is a guy in a vest going, get some glue and stick an eye on it, you know. And and as an adult, I think it does – I kind of get the feeling it takes a lot of courage to be able to go, I'm going to go against everything that I personally am seeing here and I'm just going to trust that that even though the four-year-old can't tell me, I'm just going to have to really take a leap of faith that they actually do – maybe want to see real people, you know, yeah. and I think you're, you're right. I think it's just, 
it, it's, you know what, it, the real people is a big thing, but for me also the way it's delivered, I find that breaking the fourth wall is a huge thing that needs, that sometimes is done, sometimes is not. And for me, the most successful shows are the ones where they do it. Like obviously Wiggles and myself mm. uh, um, do that and do, you talk directly to the children. Yeah. Dora yeah. talks directly to the children. Blues Clues. Yeah. It's all yeah, sure. a conversation between yeah. you and whoever's at home rather than trying to be a narrative. Yep. Story. Do you know what sound a monkey makes? <laughs> That's it. Well, did you know they make some other sounds too, like this one? Whoop, 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 gobble, 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 gobble. It's called a whoop gobble gobble. What a funny name. Because for me, it's all about um, having that conversation with the child and having them involved in every little action mm. and puzzle solving yep. and every song. It's me and them um, working on something together. And I need their help with solving things. And so they're involved in everything. If we start telling a story, they're, not, they're no longer involved in that story. Sure. Unless you then have those moments where you reconnect and say, I need you to help me get to the next part of the story, if yep. you know what I mean. So in that instance, the story becomes secondary. Yep. Um, it's just a driver of... Um, to get between different Yeah, parts. sure, this is this is why I've ended up here and while right. I'm here we're going to do this. But it'd be ultimately if, if it just becomes telling a story. You can do that in small mo- in small things, but for a full half hour I find um, you lose, well, you don't, you can't engage the child in a storytelling exercise. Well, you can also, you can do that in animation, but you can't do, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the other thing, so it is the different genres. But yeah, you're right, there definitely needs to be more live stuff. The clock is ticking, the stuffies are hard I'm almost ready for the morning to come My mind is racing, hope I didn't forget The milk and cookies on the mantle I kept Carrots for the reindeers, presents for friends Mistletoe is hanging on the door it descends The trees lit, decorations are set This Christmas morning's one we'll never forget Well, uh, with clearly not having time to do any of that <laughs> other stuff I appreciate you giving me some of your time today, Sam um, Thank you very much for chatting with me Thank you for chatting with me <laughs> If you'd like to know more about Sam, then visit his website at www.sammoran.com for all the latest news and gossip. And for more Parent Time goodness, go to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking people questions. 